0: I love Christmas. I love uh, the, the season and just what it represents. I, I love uh, the cold and the, the snow, as long as it's not on the road. Uh, it's just it, there's something amazing about this time of year, you know. And I often think about what Christmas was like as uh, as a child, right? And and for me, Christmas it just Christmas morning was this this magical. Kind of moment. And on Christmas Eve, we would watch the Christmas story, right? We'd have Chris, uh, hot chocolate and popcorn and all these treats. And then finally, it would be uh, bedtime and, and we'd all go to bed. We wouldn't sleep the entire night, right? And Christmas Eve was funny because it was, that was the one day of the year where siblings were allowed in each other's rooms. Rather right, than that, it was like, do not, don't, don't come in my room, this is off limits. You know, my parents, um, you know, they didn't have a ton of extra cash, they did okay, and, and I have no shame in admitting, I was spoiled, I was the baby of the family, so uh, my two older sisters uh, resented me for that, but there, there was just something about Christmas morning, you'd wake up, right, there was, there was the, parents always set the, the limit, like, do not get up before 5.30, 30. Right? Or Christmas is canceled. Like, do not come in this room before 5.30 or Christmas is done. And so as soon as it would hit that time, like, we'd get up and ju- we'd run out into the, into the family room. And, uh, we, you know, for us, we'd each have our own stocking. And you knew which one was yours because there was always that one present, right? That Santa present that was already unwrapped and, and ready to go. And there was just something so amazing about Christmas morning. And then as we grew up and got older, the, the wonder of Christmas kind of starts to disappear Right, we lose that, that, that sense of wonder, and so we, we, we ask the question, like, what, what happens to wonder in our lives? And uh, so this this series, um, He Will Be Called, is the name of it, and we're going to look at some of the, uh, the names and the, and the titles that Jesus was given in the Old Testament. Um, and I think, you know, for some of us, when, when, we, when we think of wonder in our lives, I think a lot of us, we, you know, we get a little bit cynical as we get older, uh, we start to have some disappointments in our lives, things don't quite go the way we want them to, or we're not in the place that we thought we would be, and so we, we grow a little bit cynical, maybe we get burdened down with responsibilities, um, adulting is, is real and it's awful, right, like we, and all these things weigh us down, or, or we just, we get in a hurry, we don't slow down to, to appreciate those moments, right, or maybe some of you are, are like the pastors on staff, you're the Grinch, and you're like, oh, we just wonder something for, for children, like that's such a childish Thing, right? Maybe that, that's you. And so uh, there's, a, there's a famous philosopher and theologian, G.K. Chesterton, and he says this. If we can, oh, sorry. We're in week one, in case you didn't know. Here we go. Uh, the world will never lack for wonders, only for a lack of wonder. Everything about the, the, the Christmas story is a wonder. Right? The infinite God of the universe. Step down from his throne in heaven to come be one of us. Right? And he came into the world in the most helpless and, and unassuming way imaginable. Right? He was born into poverty. His parents were homeless. Right? They were immigrants. And he comes to us. This, this, this baby is born and is actually God coming into our world. One translation puts it like this. It says, he became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's a pretty easy way to think about Jesus coming. He moved into the neighborhood. He's here now. Uh, so th- this series that, that we're doing, it's, it's based on Isaiah chapter 9. And this, the, the prophet Isaiah, this was, this was 700 years before Jesus was born. 700 years in advance, he, he makes this prophecy. and He describes the, the coming king who would be sent by God. Okay, this is the figure that the Bible refers to as the Messiah, the, the chosen one by God to, that's going to come and rescue the human race from from sin and from darkness, and so uh, let's let's read this verse before we get any further. This is Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Are we forward that for me. Clickers, not there we go. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And so. Each week, we're going we're gonna to take one of these names, one of these titles that, that really prophetically described Jesus, and we're going to kind of dig into him and, and, and look at him a little bit closer. Uh, we're going to start today with, with the first one up there, Wonderful Counselor. Now, there's um, a lot that can be said about Jesus as a counselor, right? We can uh, highlight his infinite wisdom. We could talk about his life-changing teachings, uh, but we're actually just going to focus on the wonderful part. Okay, the wonderful part of Jesus being a wonderful counselor. If I had to guess, uh, I think it's probably safe to say that wonder is something we could really use this year. Um, it's going to be difficult, right, going out of 2020 to, to try to leave 2020 without some level of cynicism, right, without, without some disappointment, some frustration, I, I think for most of us any, any sense of, of wonder that we, that we could have or that we have is, is pretty thin at this point with, with everything that's uh, going on in our world. And so today I want to explore what it means that, that Jesus is wonderful and hopefully build up some of that wonder back into our lives. So the first point is this, Jesus is a wonder. Okay, Jesus is a wonder. Everything about him is distinct and amazing, and he invites us to experience that in our lives. He invites us to experience uh, a life filled with wonder, and especially this, this Christmas season. The Hebrew word for, for wonder here is, is pele, and it's, it, it's interesting because it's, it's actually a noun. We think it would be an adjective when we're describing how wonderful Jesus is. It's actually uh, a, a noun, so it's not just saying that Jesus is a wonderful counselor, but that Jesus is a wonder. Jesus is a wonder. This, the word, it means extraordinary or astounding or even hard to understand. So the Messiah isn't just wonderful. He is that, right? But he's not just wonderful. He himself is a wonder. He's the source of wonder. He is a being of wonder. So I think here it might, it might help us to define what wonder is a little bit. I'm sure, we all, I'm sure we all know wonder when we encounter it, right? Like we know what that feels like to encounter wonder. Maybe you remember... Uh, the first time you looked through a, a microscope, right? I Maybe mean, It was way back in elementary in a, in a science class, right? You look through a, a, a microscope and all of a sudden you're seeing all these amazing things that you couldn't see with the naked eye, right? I, I always wanted to say naked in church, so I threw that in there. Um, we you just see all these things on, on the this, on this slate and it's like, that's incredible that we couldn't see that before, right? I remember the first time I, I looked through a, an, an actually good telescope and I could see the rings around Saturn, that was amazing. Like I grew up with this little cheap telescope, right? And you could just like barely see the light on the moon through it. And the first time I looked through a real telescope and you could see those rings, like that was incredible. That inspired awe. That inspired a, a sense of wonder. And so I think we can, we can all relate. Like we know what it feels like. But let me give you um, a, a, something else to think about. I, I think, you know, we've all, seen, we've all seen this picture, right? We've all seen the earth. And, and to think about where this picture was taken from. What it would be like to, to look out your window and look down 2,000 miles below, 20,000 miles below, and see that. Like that, that kind of thing in, in, inspires us, and in, in, in it, in it, in it fills us with wonder. So we know that, we get it, we, we understand what it feels like. Let me give you an actual definition. This comes uh, from Dr. Neil Burton in psychology today. He says, wonder is a complex emotion involving elements of surprise, curiosity, contemplation, and joy. It is perhaps best defined as a heightened state of consciousness and emotion brought about by something singularly beautiful, rare, or unexpected. And so when we think about Jesus, he's definitely rare. Jesus is beautiful. Jesus is unexpected. But Dr. Burton, he mentions here surprise and and, and curiosity as well. I think wonder is so much more than that. It's deeper than that. It's, it's a kind of awe. It's a kind of amazement. Right? And so 2,000 uh, years ago, wonder came into our world, and, and, and they named him Jesus. Uh, Jesus, everything about him is, is unique and, and, and distinctive and amazing. Everything about Jesus it, it, it inspires wonder, and he invites you to experience that wonder with him this Christmas. And in fact, it's, it's, it, he invites all of us, not just Christmas time, right, but he wants our entire life to be filled with wonder. It's not just during his birth. Jesus is a wonder, but Jesus' words are wonderful. Jesus has, has had so many revolutionary teachings, the things he's talked about, the things he's said Across cultural barriers in over 1,400 languages, the Bible's been translated. Over 1,400. In the New Testament, in the, the Gospel of uh, Matthew, chapters 5 through 7, we find the Sermon on the Mount. And people have, have referred to this as, as the greatest sermon ever taught, right? Because it is. And, and in these three chapters, Jesus, he covers so many different just facets of, 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 of human life. He talks about anger. He talks about marriage, forgiveness, desire. He talks about loving our enemies. He talks about giving to those in need. Right? He addresses prayer, anxiety, judgment, wisdom. Every topic that he raises, Jesus, he takes the, the conventional wisdom of that day and he, and he flips it on its head. Right? He, he totally turns it on his head, on its head. Those things that Jesus taught then, were, they, were, they were completely revolutionary then, and in fact, the things that Jesus taught are still revolutionary today. If we just take a look at, at a few of them, he said, Jesus said, God blesses those who work for peace, for they, were, they will be called children of God. You've heard that our ancestors said, you must not murder, but I say, even if you are angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Those two are pretty convicting, I think, I, for I know they are for me in my own life. Uh, when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Wherever your treasure is, there, the desires of your heart will be also. Why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? And, of course, our favorite, right, the golden rule, do to others what you would like them to do to you. And we could go on and on and on about the things that Jesus taught in just this one sermon. But What I really want to focus on, what I really want to take note of here is the response that the people gave to Jesus' teachings. Verses 28 and 29 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Ouch. The words that they heard Jesus speak filled them with wonder. They were amazed. These same powerful words have crossed every single ethnic and cultural barrier since he spoke them. 1,400 different languages it's been translated. That spans the entire globe. his, His words have shaped entire populations. We're still amazed when we hear the things that Jesus taught, and especially when we take those truths and we apply them to our life. Right? And we just don't we don't just hear the things Jesus said and say, Oh, that's that's a good idea. That's cool. Right? We take those things and we apply them into our lives. But it's not just at Christmas time that we do this. It should be in every season of our life. Right? It's not just Christmas that's about Jesus. So Jesus is a wonder. His his words are wonderful. Jesus' actions are also wonderful. Jesus' actions are wonderful. Everywhere he went, everywhere he went, people followed him. He did amazing things that inspired awe. He was constantly doing something incredible and, and, and unexpected. Let's look at just one example here in Matthew 15. So as Jesus returned from the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down, a vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. Whoop. Will you take that back for me? There we go. <laughs> the crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking, and the blind could see again. they praised the God of Israel. So great crowds would follow Jesus everywhere he went, and in in this circumstance, people who had friends and, and family who were lame or blind or crippled, they gathered them together and they brought them to Jesus in hopes of healing. And it tells us that Jesus healed all of them. He healed all of them crippled were made well, those unable to speak were talking, people who couldn't walk began to walk, and those who couldn't see, their eyes were opened. It's not surprising that it says the crowd was amazed, right, what Jesus was doing. Of course they were. Of course they were amazed. Could you imagine being there and seeing what Jesus was doing, being part of what was going on that day, watching a man that you knew from birth had never taken a step, and he stands up and walks? For someone to never see. And Jesus opens their eyes and they, they see the, 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 the incredible creation. They see the creator himself that day. They see family members for the first time. Someone who's never heard before. right? To have their ears open and, and hear a loved one speaking to them for the first time. Uh, maybe some of you have seen those, those videos that have, have gone around. Um, I have one that I, I want to share. It's just a, a short clip that will hopefully give us kind of a sense of, of what not only the people who got to experience the, the healing, but the people who saw it happen. Hopefully we can get a sense of, of what that feels like. Go ahead and play that clip. I mean, if you could imagine being around Jesus and, and seeing this sort of thing happen over and over, just being able to experience somebody who goes through a change like that, and, and, and especially for them, knowing that it was it was because of Jesus, what he did. I mean, he's physically there, and he touches them and, and heals them. What a, what a way to, to, to experience the wonder that, that Jesus brings. And it wasn't just the healings, right? He, he walked on, on water. He commanded the forces of nature, and they actually listened. They obeyed him. He brought people back to life. Jesus' actions are wonderful. And I want you to know like, that, that Jesus still brings physical healing in our lives today. They got to experience it firsthand with Jesus right there touching them. And, and when we don't get that, same thing. But Jesus still brings physical healings today. But he also brings healings into our hearts, into our re- relationships, into our failures. Right? Jesus he brings wholeness to the most painful and, and broken parts of our lives. Like, we can turn to Jesus. We can trust in Jesus with everything that's happening in our life, with all of our needs, with all of our losses, with all of our struggles. We can trust in Jesus because he's wonderful. Jesus' words are wonderful. His actions are wonderful. Jesus himself is a wonder. But to bring it back to this season, Jesus' birth is wonderful. The creator of the universe, he loves us enough to come down, to leave his kingdom, to leave his throne in heaven, and to come down and, and be with us, to experience life with us. At Christmas, we, we celebrate the, the wonder that, that God came to us himself, and I think that's a, a huge part of what the, the wonder is that we experience, like even as a kid. It's not just about the the lights and and the falling snow. It's not even that anticipation of opening a gift. There's just something in the air this time of year. There's something magical going on. Right? And even even during COVID, even during a pandemic, like we know that there's just something special about this time of year. And ultimately the, the, the reason why is because the child that was born that day is truly God with us. That's Emmanuel. It was God with us. Alistair McGrath, he's another famous theologian, he said this. He said, God did not send a subordinate to redeem us. He chose to do it himself. God didn't send anybody in his place. God came himself to redeem us. Recently I I read a story of um, a, a birthday present that Billy Joel gave to his Daughter on her 12th birthday. Uh, she was at their home in, in New York City, and, and he had been touring in, in California. Uh, and so he called her that morning to wish her happy birthday and to kind of express his regret that he wasn't going to be with her on her birthday. And he says, But hey, I want you to know I'm, I'm sending you something. You're, you're going to get a package tonight. Uh, so, so be expecting that. And, and later that night the doorbell rings and, and she runs to the door excited and she opens it and there's this huge seven foot tall package, right, just brightly wrapped in wrapping paper and, and she tears open the wrapping paper and she opens the box and out steps Billy Joel. It's like, be great to have that much money, right? <laughs> First of all. But the, the, the love, the heart, the, the thought that went into what he did for her as a father that can resonate with us. Because Jesus' birth reveals that the creator of the universe loves us so much that he showed up on our doorstep. He came down to be with us. He came in person to be with us. Those who encountered baby Jesus that day, they knew that they were seeing something special. They knew they were seeing something amazing. If we look Luke chapter 2 where we, we find the Christmas story, uh, verses 16 through 18. It says, They hurried, hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. Everyone who heard about the birth of this child was overwhelmed. And guess what? That's not just meant to be a story in the Bible. This wasn't meant to just be a singular moment in time. <laughs> Jesus is still with us today. He wants to be in your life today. He wants to be present with you today. Like how amazing would it be to just be blown away by the wonder of his presence this Christmas, to have that childlike faith again, knowing that Jesus is, is here with us. I don't know if you've ever uh, experienced a, a solar eclipse. I got to see one just, just recently, a, a few years ago, and it was, uh, it, it was awesome. It was a little eerie, uh, but it, it was awesome. We were out at Antelope Island, just trying to get the, the full effect of it, and, and, and when the solar eclipse happened, like, it, it gets darker, the temperature drastically dropped, Like you could feel it getting colder, and, and one of the weirdest things was all, like, all the daytime animals went silent. It just went silent. It it was so weird. And then it was like God's like little just icing on the cake. A coyote popped up and and ran across in front of us. Like you never see coyotes in the day. It was was so weird. Uh, But there's this author. She experienced the the same thing. And and she uh, definitely puts it in better terms than I do. So let me read you her quote. She said, temperature plummeted, darkness descended, jaws dropped. Yesterday we stood in holy awe, the heavenly display wrapped by celestial power and beauty. A black fireball compelled strangers to erupt in wild applause at the airport. People who didn't know one another were sharing sunscreen, snacks, and conversation. Wonder drew people together and encouraged unity. It made me ask, what if you could continue the awe and wonder of the eclipse every single day? So to that, I ask, what if you could continue the awe and wonder of Jesus every single day? The words, the actions, the, the birth of Jesus still have power to fill us with wonder. Right? When we let those words actually captivate us, actually sink in and, and, and let that change us, Jesus is still with us. Okay, by, his, by his spirit in the heart of every Christ follower, Jesus is still With us, and so we should approach this Christmas season with anticipation. We should approach this Christmas season expecting to be filled with awe, expecting a sense of wonder for what it is that Jesus did for us, because the Savior of the world has been born. Like, let that reawaken in you. Let that reawaken that, that wonder in your life as, as, we, as we go through this season. And so every day from now until Christmas, we want to encourage you guys. We actually want to challenge you guys to say this, this, this simple prayer, okay? Every day, when you go to bed, when you wake up, when you're walking down the hallway at work, when you're sitting at your desk at, at school, every day we want you guys to say this. Nope. <laughs> Jesus, I'm ready to see your wonder. Just simple prayer. Jesus, I'm ready to see your wonder. If we open our hearts, if we open our eyes, we will see that God still does miracles. God still does miracles in our life, and you can experience the wonder of Jesus. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. The wonder of Jesus is literally all around us. If you have eyes to see it, if you have a heart to feel it, it's everywhere. And so, Jesus, we are ready to see your wonder. Let's pray. God, we, we humbly bow before you and, and we give our hearts to you. God, we, we do want to see your wonder. God, we need your wonder this year more than many other years before us, God. It's a struggle right now, God. Our, our nation is hurting in so many different ways. God, families are affected in ways that they've, they've never been affected before God and there's there's hurt there's anger out there God there's so many unanswered questions and and uncertainty and so God we do need your wonder in our lives this season and beyond God ultimately we, we want to feel that wonder every day so God we we open our hearts to you God I pray that you would move in our lives God that you would make yourself known God, that you would give us that, that sense of wonder that only, only you can provide, God, that we would be in awe of you, that we would be amazed at the love you share for us, the love you, you, you must have for us, God, to send your son to die on the cross for us, God. So thank you for loving us. Thank you for being a gracious God. Thank you for being a forgiving God. God, I pray that this season we can really focus on, on, on what it's about and, and what you've done for us through the birth of God of this child who is our Savior. We love you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.